Hello and welcome to the Over the Barricade podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined as always by my tag team partner who is live via satellite once more, leaving me to brood alone in Cheap Seat Studios. It's the deadliest catch, Lee Brando. Hello, how are you, good friend, co-host? I'm better than last week. <laughs> me as well. I feel like I'm I'm not out of the woods, but I, I can see the tree line. You as know long what as, I mean? As long as you're not lost in the woods. No. No, I'm not lost in the woods. Although, it is interesting to note that the furthest you can go into the woods is only halfway before you start coming back out. So You've never played Slender. I don't think I... No, probably not. I don't. That doesn't ring a bell. Okay. I've been playing a lot of uh, Super Nintendo lately, and I don't think that's for that. I I believe you are correct. Although I'm sure somebody has made a um, a uh, uh, Super Nintendo version of a Slender game. I can only assume a homebrew. Probably. That's what I was Probably. the word I was looking for. Homebrew. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and um, this is going to be the all roads lead to Rome episode where Rome is WWE. There's a lot going on in the wrestling world, but as per usual, it all revolves. It is all in the solar system that is WWE. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get to it. Yeah. Let's get right to it. Some sad news, uh, that happened, uh, last Friday or Saturday news came out after a live show that, uh, page was injured at a house show uh, wrestling against Sasha Banks, I believe it was a, um, I believe it was a six-woman tag with uh, Absolution taking on Banks, and um, I assume Bailey was in that match. But regardless, during that match, uh, Paige was injured. Uh, Sasha Banks kicked Paige in the back, and it seemed like Paige wasn't ready for it. A uh, bit of a scary scene. And um, within about a day of that video surfacing, it came out that Paige would very possibly need to retire, uh, which uh, the severity of the injury uh, is something that certainly was evidence from that video and a very scary thing to see. But now some conflicting stories have come out uh, as far as what Paige's status is going to be. She's definitely out for the short term. Uh, she's been pulled from uh, the Royal Rumble and any f- uh, bookings in the near future. But at 25 years old, have we seen the last of Paige? Um, hopefully, if you know, if it is as bad as they say, hopefully she does not wrestle again. Um, I mean, it's her call. If she wants to leave the WWE and go on the Indies, she would be. Um, yeah, I can't think of a bigger name in, as far as a female wrestler on the indies. Um, you know, though she is only 25, she is a 12-year veteran to the wrestling business. So, you know, generally you think somebody at 25 years old is just starting to hit that, you know, beginning of their prime, just, just kind of getting off the ground with it. And, uh, you know, Paige, whose whole family, the Knight family, um, is, you know, a wrestling family, um, started at 13 and, you know, was on tour, you know, as a teenager, um, all over the world really. So yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's still sad. Um, 
you know, she's had a really interesting life. You know, if you read um, this week's uh, Wrestling Observer, there's a there's a good bit about Paige, uh, like a biography almost. And, um, you know, she started at 13 and, you know, she was on the road as a teenager. She got uh, she got signed by the WWE at 18 um, to report to FCW, the you know precursor to NXT. Um, this this I didn't know. She was actually uh, pregnant at that time. Uh, unfortunately, you know, sadly lost the baby. Um, and, uh, there were some complications there, but she, she bounced back from that, obviously. Um, she, you know, by the time, uh, she was 21, she was, uh, on the main roster winning the Divas championship on her first night, the night after WrestleMania beating AJ Lee. Um, and all this, all this is going to be the subject of the, uh, Seven Bucks Productions, that's Dwayne Johnson's production company, and WWE Studios film Wrestling With My Family, which you can remember they were filming a scene from uh, a couple months back after an episode of Raw. Uh, so that movie's supposed to be coming out in September, and you know I'd assume that WWE is going to be very careful with Paige because they want to keep her as a star, but also they don't want this kind of tragic story attached to her. So I don't think they're going to have a wrestle uh, and possibly injure her neck even more until that movie comes out and, and possibly ever again, because you know, there's, there's a lot going into that movie. They want good publicity, not bad publicity. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want the movie to come out and the, 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 the uh, person that the movie's about be in a wheelchair or something, mm-hmm. you know, because, because uh, her neck got bad. So, yeah, the the spot you can you can look up the video. Um, you know, Paige turns her back to Banks, who I believe is in the corner, and um, she she just wasn't ready for the kick. Um, they had done the spot a couple nights before at Madison Square Garden. Everything was fine. You know, maybe something got you know jostled in that match and then exasperated in this one. I don't know, um, but she she collapses. She uh, tries to get up. She makes it to her feet, collapses again. You know, has to be taken out of there uh, by medical officials. So, um, you know, this uh, she was out all pretty much all last year. She was only cleared to come back in September and didn't come back until December. Um, had about what seven matches in her time back, and now now it could be over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting cause what was it? 2014, um, when she, uh, came up to the main roster, 2013, yep. 2014, 2014. And, um, you know, w- like I said, won the divas right off the bat. Um, I think lost it back to AJ Lee, won it back, lost it. But since 2014, I don't think she's been champion or anything. So she was primed and ready for another run at the top, I think. Um, of course, once Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and, and those girls came up, um, Paige's role kind of got a little dimmer. Um, she wasn't, you know, the top, uh, female wrestler anymore. Um, you know, but she's, she's an important figure in women's wrestling for sure. I mean, when you look at this whole, um, divas revolution, women's revolution, whatever they call it, 
when, when you look at the whole the movement of, of mainstream women's wrestling, that being WWE women's wrestling going from what it was to what it is now, you really got to go back to those Emma and Paige matches in NXT as the real catalyst to everything that's happened. Um, so it's a very important figure. I assume she's going to stay under contract with WWE due to the movie. Uh, I mean, that was the thinking is that's the reason why when everything happened last year with the the leak and the Alberto Del Rio, every all the drama there. I remember us talking about it and just going, "Geez, I hope she you know gets out of this dark place in her life." And it seemed like she was, and then she gets this injury. So it's 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 been a rough year year and a half for Paige and um I assume that you know they'll try to keep her maybe managing maybe managing uh, the other two girls in absolution uh but I assume they want to keep her on TV and uh maybe like a Daniel Bryan type role um yeah I mean I don't know what else there is to say except it sucks you know we we thought we had a lot more time uh with Paige in the ring and and it's looking like that's a no. Um, so, but I mean, we still have a great catalog of matches that we can go back and watch with her. And, um, you know, this movie, that'll be a big thing. That'll put her name out there, her family's name. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully if she, sh- if she shouldn't wrestle, you know, hopefully she doesn't. Well, from one unfortunate story to another, uh, the other, one of the other big stories this week that came out was Jey Uso was arrested for DWI, and a statement by WWE, uh, the company said that uh, Joshua Fatu, of course that's Jey Uso's name in real life, Joshua Fatu is responsible for his own personal actions. We are investigating the matter and awaiting information from local law enforcement officials. Um, I've seen a couple of statements that are pretty much the same as this one. Uh, the I think the original statement that was released to the press essentially said that they were allowing law enforcement to do what they needed to do, uh, try and get more information before considering uh, what to do next. Um, Jay and Jimmy yeah. Uso are currently the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and they are, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, for our regular listeners, I fought for them to be in consideration for one of the be- for the best tag team of 2017. Not a good way to start 2018, um, and as I understand it, uh, Jay's brother Jimmy has, if I remember correctly, has had some issues himself with um, certain decisions that he's made, and um, it, it's not a good uh, not a good pattern of behavior, and very unfortunate for one half of the Smack, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Yeah, it's um, I mean it's never a good time for something like this. You know, you should never be driving when you're on anything. Um, you know, you want to have a good time. That that's what you're called, but you shouldn't obviously ever uh, put other people in danger Mm -hmm. um so it's never a good time to do that but especially with royal rumble coming up you know january through april is kind of the time you want you don't want to get injured you don't want to get busted you don't want anything to happen if you're in the wwe because that is the biggest part of the year you know that's the that's the playoffs and, and the super bowl for you so you know with royal rumble being what Ten, nine, ten days away, mm-hmm. um, with them, you know, supposing uh, 
supposedly uh, defending against uh, Chad Gable and Shelton uh, Benjamin. Um, you know, who knows if that's off the table? You know, I, I would assume that Vince still wants a tag team title match on the show, and if you know the Usos can't be there, dude, I want half of their, you know, one half of them being in jail or suspended or. You know, I, I, I think he's out on bond, but, you know, uh, be suspended, you know, from the WWE, then maybe they vacate the titles and, you know, give, give them back to the New Day or something like that. And, you know, that, you know, hopefully the Usos can bounce back from that. So hopefully this all gets cleared up quickly and, you know, everything can go off without a hitch. But, yeah, not not good timing. No, with one SmackDown left before the Rumble, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Um, I've heard the idea floated uh, just from discussions happening online in the last couple of days that um, they're, they could very mu- very well vacate the titles instead of working this into kayfabe. Um, vacating the titles would be a really quick way to kind of get the titles off of them and get them focused on something else. And if you wanted to do that, you could certainly do that before uh, or as part of SmackDown next week, have them vacate the titles Gable and um, Benjamin still are in that title match, but maybe they are going up against uh, the New Day. Maybe they do some sort of gauntlet match or something to determine the opponent. Um, Or, you know, that would be... You could even do a gauntlet match or something similar at the Rumble, and um, that would feed into Gable and Benjamin's new character... You know, heelish characters of feeling like they were robbed and there's no justice and... They're not being treated fairly. You know, it really works into their their gimmick. So you have a couple of ways you can go. The WWE is certainly not hurting for options here. Um, but no, it is there's very ways out. But, you know, the, unfortunately they don't, you know, beforehand there was too much on the Rumble card. So obviously they moved the U.S. title match to SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. So before that, you know, if if your match was in jeopardy, you know, maybe you would have been the easy target for them to just pull from the pay-per-view and worry about later uh, and come up with some excuse for it. But now, you know, that's not really a luxury you have anymore. Um, I still think you know, they now, could do that, and they would be just fine. Yeah, I, I think I <laughs> think so, personally. This but is still I don't a, think this, they think that. The show is still too booked. <laughs> yes. Yep. Let me Let me run the card down for you real quick. Men's Rumble match, women's Rumble match, Lesnar versus Strowman versus Kane, Styles versus Owens and Zayn, Rollins and Jordan against Cesaro and Sheamus, Enzo Amore versus Cedric, Cedric Alexander. You could easily pull the Usos and Gable and Benjamin match off of that card if you wanted to handle this next week, and you could still yeah, have the other. The other issue is uh, Jason Jordan. You know that's he... true. There's there is. Murmurs that, Rumors he's, that injured. he's he's injured. So if he can't perform, then you know they definitely are going to need a replacement because they definitely want a tag match on the card. Well, I'm sure they could make something work. I don't think there's any shortage of options, especially when you have you have the New Day on your roster, you have the Revival, you have uh, you have Balor Club now with a little bit of momentum. Um, there's there's no shortage of options that you have at this point in time. Um, so I think there's uh, there's they they certainly have options there. I don't think there's any any major issue that they can 
they need to worry about uh, as far as that's concerned. Still a lot to get to, though. We have a couple other things to get to. Um, I guess we could either continue with the weird or sad stories, or we could go to the other biggest story of this week, which was, uh, let's do that. Let's bring it up a little bit. Um, all right. The WWE, uh, as you mentioned earlier, all roads seem to lead to uh, to the mothership, the uh, the Titan Towers up in Connecticut, and the WWE has signed four not not so small names off the independent scene. Uh, no real surprises, but still a big deal that these signings were announced. Um, those signings, of course are War Machine, Hanson and Rowe, uh, Ricochet, and the latest, who was actually uh, scooped a little bit earlier, Candice LeRae, who, of course, is the wife of Johnny Gargano, and um, more importantly than that, was a big name in the Mae Young Classic back in the fall. Uh, She lost in the quarterfinals to Shayna Baszler as part of that storyline, but Candice LeRae, I was shocked when I found out that she didn't, she wasn't already under contract um, at, during the May Young Classic, you know, beyond that. So it's no real surprise that she is now in WWE. Um, of course, one half of, uh, I believe, what is the world, what was dubbed the world's cutest tag team between herself and Joey Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all great signings. Um, so uh, let me, you let know, me ask worried- you. This. Let me ask you this before we get too deep into each one of them or whatever the case might be. Why don't we uh, make a little activity out of this? Give me your 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 realistic expectations for these three. How high can they go? How quickly are we going to be disappointed? Because um, I think there's I think, three very uh... different stories here. Um, if you I don't know it. if the, I don't know if uh, there's any chance we won't be disappointed. That's true. On any of them. That's true. You know, um, I think they'll all have really great NXT runs, and then they will get lost in the shuffle on the main roster. You think War Machine uh, is headed to NXT? Yeah, I mean, I that- don't, I don't, I don't see any of these guys being brought up to the the main roster right away. I mean, there's there's two, you know, other, uh, you know, pretty surefire. I, I don't know what you want to call them. Well, one surefire, one's a maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, impact releases. Uh, EC3 is one who was uh, spotted at the believe, performance center uh, in the last couple of days. I believe that's you know ninety nine point nine percent, if not a hundred percent, a done deal uh, with WWE, and then Bobby Lashley who is leaving Impact, but he's got a few weeks left on his contract that he's got to sit out. So, you know, EC3 most definitely coming over, Bobby Lashley perhaps coming over. Now, those guys, they might jump to the main roster right away. I I don't know. You know, they might want to build, you know, because if you look at NXT right now, especially with the injury to McIntyre, they've kind of got to build up a little bit uh, because there's going to be a call right after WrestleMania, right? So As usual, yeah. They've got to thicken up that roster a little bit, and I think these signings are there. You know, I think we'll see... You know, I think Ricochet would be a great NXT champion. Agreed. Um, and there's no reason why he shouldn't go to the main roster and be in the running for 
you know, one of the world titles, but I just, you know, unfortunately I don't think that they'll use him that way, even though he's got to be, you know, gosh, he's got to have one of the highest potentials of any wrestler on the planet right now. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the, one of the best ability. overall performers on the planet right now. And the only reason there's one of the biggest reasons he's not in those discussions of best wrestler in the world as far as the overall package, I, th- I think honestly the platform he's had. He's now going to have a big platform, but one that is very hard to really use all of those abilities as WWE is inc- is very incredibly narrative based with their storytelling, but to almost to a detriment to in ring uh, abilities unless your name is AJ Styles or Kevin Owens. Yeah, and um, you know you've got to be able to do everything. Uh, you've got to be able to talk. You've got to be able to work. You've got to be able to do all that. And I'm I'm sure Ricochet can do it, but can he do it in the guidelines and in the limitations that WWE will put on him? That I don't know. You know, I think uh, War Machine. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be a nice fit um, into the WWE's mindset. Big guys. You know, rough, tough, whatever. Another um, set of big I, hoss wrestlers. Yeah, another set of big hoss wrestlers. Um, but you know, I, I just what happened with uh, you know Anderson and Gallows has just made me have no hope and no faith in any tag team. Uh, you know, getting a good run yeah. on the main roster. Yeah. Um, and you know, Candace, look, you know she. No reason she, you know, all these people, no reason that they shouldn't rise to the top of their respective divisions. But, you know, there's a lot. I mean, Bailey floundered in the main role. Who would have thought that, you know? Um, So, you know, I I don't know. I don't see any of these guys jumping uh, to the main roster right away. Although Royal Rumble is coming up and, you know, they want some surprises in there. They did it with AJ. Um, You know, maybe of, of them all, Ricochet. Um, you know, unless you count EC3, I would put him above Ricochet as going to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, um, you know, likely, um, likelihood there. Uh, speaking of which, so let's, let's uh, talk really quick about, about EC3. Um, he has not officially been announced as signed, which is probably WWE's way of keeping him a secret, even though we all know where he is. Um, now that he's, of course, you know, the... He's down in Orlando. He's at the Performance Center, or at least he was there for any amount of time. Um, I think he is your spot-on bet to show up at the Rumble. Although, if these, if WWE or anybody else can't silence this uh, possible run, if he's not in the Rumble, people will automatically be disappointed. So, we're kind of in a weird spot where... Yeah, I don't know. Do you think... I mean, do you think he's a big enough name that people really would clamor like like an AJ Styles you know in the Royal Rumble type deal Philadelphia is a super smarky crowd that's why I think that EC3 would get a big reception there the one thing Styles was you look at Styles and he had a, the name that he had built over 15 years before he ever got to WWE and they debuted him in Orlando which was not lost on anybody um, and 
there were murmurs about him for a while, but we also knew he had signed. The difference is, is we don't actually know for sure that EC3 has been signed. I, I agree with you. I think it's a 99% chance at this point that he has been, but we know his contract with, with Impact ended. We know he's available. Impact, to my knowledge, doesn't have any non-compete clause like WWE puts in. No. And we also know one of the things that works in EC3's favor is simply the fact that now all these Impact guys that are leaving own their characters and own their gimmicks. So when he shows up, as long as he is that character, or at least is that character on the surface, then certainly I think he's been one of the, for the past three or four years, he's been one of the big guys that WWE let walk, that the Smarky crowd was very much like, that's a guy that's perfect for you, and you let him leave. And that's, I think, a lot of the reason why super smart crowd Philly is going to is going to give him a big pop. Won't be AJ Styles. Will not be AJ Styles. I don't even know if it'll be Ty Dillinger from last year, but it'll be a good yeah. pop. Um, well, Ty Dillinger is- from last year was a different story. I don't want to say that EC3 is not Ty Dillinger, um, but... EC3, the Ty Dillinger thing, fans had been for a couple of months thinking, all right, Ty Dillinger at 10. It was that specific instance. EC3, I think, is a big enough name to pull it, to get a good pop and have a nice introduction. If he has a run a little bit like Styles did in Styles' first Rumble, then I think he'll be, he'll be in good shape. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a great fit for the company, but I'm not, I think the character. I mean, it just enough people, enough of the WWE's audience aren't going to know the character and the the ties to Dixie and and all that, and you know, and I, I'm, know I'm not saying he Dixie should be Patrick now? Bateman, but I'm saying you know, I think that the okay. character needs to be established, mm-hmm. uh, which was a lot of what made it entertaining. Not that he's a poor wrestler or anything like that. He's got a great look. He can work everything like that. But I think that. You know, when when AJ Styles walks in, everyone knows. You know, everyone knows everything AJ Styles is about. Mm-hmm. When EC3 walks in, okay, good look, everything like that. Yeah, maybe I've seen his face. I'm speaking on behalf of you know the casual audience. Yeah, right. maybe I've seen his face somewhere, some other company. I, I I don't know. I didn't pay attention. I think they the Royal Rumble is a poor spot to debut him. Because of that, I think that he needs some sort of way to be introduced um, with a character, you know, to, to establish his character. So EC3 needs some vignettes. Either vignettes or, you know, um, you know, come in with, you know, well, they don't have managers anymore. So, <laughs> you know, it's hard to say come in with come in with a manager that, you know, sets him up. Like when, uh, like when Umaga debuted, you know, if Umaga, if the first thing you'd never heard of him before, if he just came out at the Royal Rumble, yeah, you'd get it, but you would, you wouldn't get it, get it, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't be the showcase that you would want a character like that to have. Need uh, need Armando Alejandro Estrada to come back and and work with him. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> uh, the fact um, that do we want to do we want to run the. Uh, the surprising uh, Royal Rumble entrant, uh, you know, predictions and uh, 
guesses and 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 uh, rumors and all that. I still think do we, we want- should do that next week because I think that'll fit better. Next week's gonna all be right. a lot of pre-rumble talk, so I think let's and post let's do raw twenty five. Raw twenty five's coming up. That's gonna be huge. That's gonna do four million viewers at least. Well, I mean, with the names they've listed, although speaking of said names, we've lost one, and they actually had still were promoting him as of Monday, but Kevin Nash is out. He will not be at Raw 25. Um, he tweeted out, uh, I believe yesterday, uh, quote, was, looking, was so looking forward to being part of Raw 25, it's nearly impossible to travel on our downsized airlines healthy. With a total knee replacement, it would be self-inflicted torture. See you, everyone, at Mania, end quote. And, of course, Kevin Nash, a little over a month ago, posted what was a brutal-looking photo. He had complete knee replacement. And um, he, uh, I can imagine that that is not fun to try and travel with. It's not like a month out from total knee replacement he's going to be able to walk around and do anything. So Yeah, it's it's, probably, he's probably not even having a good time around his house, let alone getting on a plane and trying to go out there in front of a crowd and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, Bret Hart was contacted. Um, couldn't couldn't do it because he's got a he's got a doctor coming in from Paris, I think, that he has to meet with. Um, you know, Chris Jericho advertised. How, how is no he still advertised? <laughs> That's the one I I noticed that, and it's been bothering me. And it's like, okay, well, officially at this point, he's a New Japan talent, isn't he? Like. I, well, I understand I don't think he he's works signed a contract to either right now. I think he's a free agent. Um, you know, legally speaking, he could you know he could have a handshake deal with either company or both companies. Um, but he can do whatever he wants, and he's advertised, and he hasn't you know he hasn't said publicly or privately that he's not going. There's just no deal in place, <laughs> so. You know, that'll that I don't know what that means, you know, and I think this whole thing's a bit overkill anyway. I mean, I get it. It's 25 years of raw, but you're going to have you're going to wind up with people like Ric Flair being lost in the shuffle, you know, because you're just going to have so many names, you know, like you've got Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, uh, Scott Hall, uh, you know, who who else? Name them. They'll they'll be there. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, um, Razor Ramon, of course, uh, Scott Hall, Eric Bischoff, uh, Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, Sergeant Slaughter, Ted DiBiase, The Godfather, Ron Simmons, Tori Wilson, Terry Runnels, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly. (sighs) I think I got everybody. Some of these people are going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do this show. I am that... That is the thing that I'm very much um, curious about at this point. Um, That's why I'm going to watch it live, which I don't watch Raw live very often, but I will absolutely be watching it live because I am so intrigued as to... And the venues, and that's going to be interesting. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. I've got the full list. Thank you uh, for... uh, Thank you, Wrestling Inc. Let me run through the full list as quickly as I can on as few breaths as possible. Chris Jericho, the Brooklyn Baller, Jackie Moore, Terry Runnels, Tori Wilson, Maria Canellis, uh, or yeah, Maria Canellis because she's Isn't not she like eight months pregnant. She's pretty anyway. pregnant. Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Mean Gene Okerlund, Eric Bischoff, Teddy Long, The Godfather, Brother Love, The Boogeyman, Sergeant Slaughter, John Laurinaitis, 
X-Pac, Ted DiBiase, free agent John Cena, which I guess is different than regular John Cena, Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, formerly Kevin Nash, but, you know, now just got Hall, Ric Flair, the Bella Twins, JBL and Ron Simmons, the Dudley Boys, Steve Austin, and Shawn Michaels and the New Age Outlaws plus Triple H. Yeah. Um, <sighs> what? It's I mean, so if, much. If, if every one of those people got 30 seconds, that's the whole episode. <laughs> you know? That's three hours. Yeah, that's three hours. Plus, we have the advertised Intercontinental Championship match with Miz and Reigns, and, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, and you know, I as and Brock's going to be there, right? Um, so and it right. and it's also the the go home show for Royal Rumble. So you know, you've got to build all that up. So I'm surely something's going to happen with Strowman. Um, <laughs> How what is SmackDown going to do? Like it's basically the night after a pay per view kind of feel to it, and it's like you couldn't have carried some of that over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Um, it's it's uh it'll be interesting to see how how they handle it you know um we also have the first uh hall of fame inductee announced for class 2018 that would be goldberg who was in discussions uh, with new japan uh very recently until uh the story is that ended when he was when he got the hall of fame uh announcement when he heard about the hall of fame announcement i read that's not what I've read. That's I've, what I've read I heard earlier today. I heard they're still talking. Lo and behold, now there nothing's close. You know, it's not like it's a, you know, we're just waiting for the ink to dry type thing. But mm-hmm. I don't think the uh, the Hall of Fame thing. I don't think that negated it. Maybe, maybe until only after, um, you know, April. But yeah, possibly. If you think about it, the Hall of Fame thing. That money versus the money that New Japan would throw at him, uh, you know, if you're if if you're just going at the money, it's no contest, New Japan. Or, so, or if you're Goldberg, you you look like the little the little girl from the uh, old El Paso commercials and just be why not both? Why not both? But um, but you know, it's just it's yeah, a matter it of be, what they that would want be a, for. That would be a weird thing because I don't know if he'd be a good fit there, you know, in that style. He he's great in you know thirty second to three minute matches we've seen. Yes, and he's fifty. Uh, he's fifty one years old. He's not Chris Jericho, who is just the weirdest. Like I don't understand that man how he functions anymore because he's forty seven and just had a five star match in January uh, earlier this month. So yeah, um, he's two very different things. Is are we looking at a possibility of maybe a little bit of a Billy Gunn situation? <laughs> um, I don't think Goldberg. I think Goldberg is a big enough name where um, they wouldn't use him like they used Billy Gunn. I think no, I they would think so. use him pretty much. Like I think they would use him when they're in the states. Ooh, um, that would be an interesting get for if they're trying to get that. Uh, strong style evolved show in the states to um to make sure they get those ticket sales that ain't a bad get no i mean they'll they'll definitely sell out they could probably book a bigger building if they got goldberg you know um he i mean he i I wouldn't have thought it but you know when the company was stagnant um last fall 
well, not last fall, but the fall before last fall, um, you know, he was really the shot in the arm that they needed and, 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 you know, got him through till WrestleMania season and, and through WrestleMania season. So, um, you know, he is a draw. There, and, I do. Know, I have a um, possible hitch in that plan. Strong Style Evolved is on March 25th. So hmm. he would have to do that right before the Hall of Fame and that WWE deal, which part of going in the Hall of Fame means you sign a short-term contract with WWE. So I don't yeah. think that would be what would make sense at this point. Now, though, I'm going to be look. I'm I mean, going to take a quick look at New Japan's upcoming schedule and see if I can find something that makes some sense. Continue. I mean, Ric Flair went into the Hall of Fame as part of the Horseman when he was under contract with TNA. So. That was a different story, though. Ric Flair was always going to get that sort of rub from WWE, even though, like, and remember, WWE had to make a trade for that to happen. Like, they had to let Christian. Uh, go back to TNA for like one night. Um, I think WWE got the better end of that deal, but I mean, essentially, that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, and I mean the, you know, I'm sure all this was thought about before Goldberg. I mean, he's not a dumb person. If he wants to do both, I'm sure it was worked out where he'll do both, but um, or be able to do both. Right. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see. Um, but I think even if it's not strong style evolved, I think they'll want him for the U.S. market more so than the Japanese market. Probably. Um, that's that that would be the thinking. But I mean, of all the people you could get, is he really the best option? You know, maybe uh, maybe for in for this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh. What else? I mean, do you want to talk about the... Let's, uh, uh, let's cover a couple of quick hits before we get into what happened on Raw. Um, Samoa Joe this week announced... Uh, well, it wasn't really announced. It came out that he's actually out until at least mid-March. He's been pulled from all of WWE's bookings through March 16th. Um, there seems to be maybe a little bit of questioning about whether he'll be on whether he'll be good for WrestleMania or not. This could also, of course, that's some speculation. This could also be a situation where uh, Samoa Joe is going to be kept off of that so he can heal up and maybe still be part of a WrestleMania match, some sort of storyline. I hope so. I hope he gets a WrestleMania spot this year. Yeah, it didn't happen last year, and he said that initially he wasn't very happy about it, but when he was told essentially what his character was going to be and what he was going to be doing afterwards, he was certainly willing to make that, uh, to to step back and let it and let that happen without fighting it. Um, but I hope that this cleans up, because it's, it's, like you said, this is the worst time to get injured, because you're leading up to the show, and, you know, with New Japan... They have ways of kind of getting out of, you know, have somebody who might be hurting a little bit. You can kind of find ways to hide them a little bit and let them heal up or, before you get to Tokyo. Or Dome, you can be falling apart at the tendon and they'll put you in the semi-main. <laughs> you if, know, if your care. name is uh, Tanahashi, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, and you will win and keep your title and continue forward. 
Um, yeah. Welcome to New Japan, everybody. So um, let's. Uh, so we have that. Uh, we went through Kevin Nash. Um, the other weird story that happened this week: Roman Reigns was accused of uh, accused of using steroids, and this one came out of left field. Um, well, accused of buying them at least. <laughs> accused of at least of at least becoming uh, coming into possession of them. Um, Roman Reigns was named uh, implicated by Richard Rodriguez, who is currently in prison, um, in an interview with filmmaker John, don't call me Johnny Bravo, um, Richard Rodriguez ran a steroid distribution ring, and um, he uh, is the former owner of Iron Addicts Gym in Miami, and um, was arrested in February of last year uh, as part of an uh, investigation by the DEA, accused of uh, being involved in a distribution change, a chain that imported goods from China, then manufactured illegal steroids in Arizona before distributing them out of the Miami area. Um, according to Forbes, his company, well- Wellness Fitness Nutrition LLC, had a client list that included at least 50 customers in the Eastern District of New York, and it was noted that the ring made over $10 million in distribution of illegal steroids. Of course, Roman Reigns being named in this, he has come out and denied it. Uh, His statement was, quote, I have never heard of Richard Rodriguez or Wellness Fitness Nutrition. I learned from the mistake I made nearly two years ago and paid the penalty for it. Since then, I've passed 11 tests as part of WWE's independent drug testing program, end quote. Um, You would assume that Roman Reigns would at least be smart enough to know better. Um, nothing, of course, has come out implicating Roman Reigns in any of this. There's been no evidence other than Richard Rodriguez naming him. Um, but uh, we assume there's nothing to this, but at the same time, it was a big story earlier in the week. Because uh, if something did come out, Roman Reigns is currently in a very big spotlight and WWE continues to push him. And that would be just... Talk about poor timing. Yeah, I mean, if... If it goes bad, it could be it could be really bad for for Reigns and for you know the whole I mean the whole trajectory from a year ago right. to now as has though it was up in the air at one point it's it's still been the same trajectory of where we're going for this year's Ma- WrestleMania main event. Uh, but here's the thing, so you know it it shouldn't have been a big story because this is this is a guy in jail, um, thrown out names. And he, you know, Roman Williams wasn't the only one. He also named Mark Wahlberg and, you know, some other actors and stuff like that. So he's mm. he's just thrown out names. And I guess there's a, you know, document document documentary filmmaker. Um, the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It probably shouldn't have been that big a story, but it was. So it shouldn't have been a big story, but it got traction. And so then I guess the WWE and Roman Reigns felt they needed to say something. Mm -hmm. So they put out this statement and I'm not sure, you know, if, 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 if Reigns is truly innocent and, you know, totally, there's no way you can tie him to this. It's a fine statement. But now if even a picture if even a email, if even a friend of a friend 
comes out. If 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 the smallest connection is made between Reigns and and this guy Rodriguez, well, he's in a statement. He said, "I've never heard of him. I've never heard of this company." So you know, if one thing comes out now, it's going to look bad. The whole thing's going to look bad. Mm-hmm. And also, I wouldn't have the 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 second part there. He's passed. Uh, you know, of course, he's talking about when he got uh, the official word was he, he got caught with Adderall. Uh, year and a half, two years ago, and um, was suspended for 30 days, and um, you know that was a big story back then, and, and he's back now. So um, I'm not sure if I would have said I passed 11 tests in the WWE's independent, uh, you know, testing. First off, it's not an independent; it it is the WWE conducting the testing. So. It's not a. It's not an independent party doing it. Um, and secondly, the test is you know no test is foolproof, but the the WWE's is not on the level of the Olympics or USADA or any of that. And and this is known you know if you're if you're in the in the community. So that was a weird thing to say. Um, I don't know if I would have made a statement to be honest, until things get further. Because uh, this is just a guy throwing out names. You know, I'm sure Charles Manson said crazy things and about people and, you know, how many times did they comment? You know, never. So um, we'll see if it develops. I mean, obviously, if, if you know, if worst case scenario, you know, receipts come out or communication comes out and, and, and Reigns is actually guilty of this thing, uh, I don't know what you do, you know, because we've been building for years at this point through the finishes booked at WrestleManias. We've been building to Roman Reigns versus Lesnar main eventing this year's WrestleMania and, you know, Reigns going over. So what does that do? Do you put Strowman in there? I guess you could, you know, do you put uh, Cena in there? Do you put uh, Undertaker in there? You know, <laughs> anything can happen, but. Finn yeah, we're going to need to make those calls soon. Finn Balor. Woken well, Matt Hardy. Ever- um, who else? Be good. I, you know, I personally think that uh, Jeff will come back at the. You're saying that Jeff would come back. Jeff Hardy would come back at the Rumble. I think he could be a surprise entry. That's possible. We're going to have to go through that next week. Um, yeah. Let's let's go through Raw, SmackDown, and then we'll have a quick chat about the Mixed Match Challenge. Starting with Raw, um, as someone who watches the Hulu version of Raw, and for the most part can't stomach watching the three-hour version because it's just too painful most times, um, the first almost 45 minutes to an hour of the 90 minutes of the Hulu version was basically a night with Braun Strowman. He started the night. He was the next segment, and the next segment, and the next segment. He was another couple segments. He flipped an 18-wheeler, or at least the 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 uh, the semi-truck. Back truck part. Yeah. yeah. And um, then got unfired and wrecked Michael Cole's night. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> And then the rest of Raw happened. Oh. So I dubbed Raw a night with Braun. 
Well, yeah, in the three-hour version, this was an hour, an hour and a half of it. So, but yeah, about half of it, it was ongoing. But you know, I'm I was not a fan. I thought it was very sloppily done. Um, I thought there was it took you out of it. I know it's supposed to be cartoon and nothing matters and everything like that. But you know, you still you should be able to follow along without throwing your hands up in the air and just saying whatever. This is a joke. And I think the way it was presented uh, really just left no chance of, of you being into it, at least for me. So, uh, I have a different opinion. I found it to be wildly entertaining. Um, you could not do this often, and you could not do this with anybody else, I don't think, at this point. You would have to have a character that's essentially Braun Strowman, or that of that ilk, to be able to pull this off. I hope they don't do it again for a very long time, anything like this ever again, um, for at least a while. But I very much enjoyed it because it felt different. It kind of... what There there are certain negatives to it. I can tell you the uh, simple fact of the matter, and I, I was... I watched this, and my girlfriend was in the room, and as a former production major in college... Um, Watching the fact that they didn't cut camera angles when Strowman went back into the production truck, just it just was lovely continuity. I enjoyed it. You shouldn't have to cut camera angles um, when uh, the production all the production people are gone and nobody's there to do it. Um, so that part made sense. You're, you're gonna wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! You're gonna give them props for not cutting the camera angle there. When ten seconds later, hang on, I was getting there. I cuts, was getting there. Eighteen cuts while their semi truck was getting. Why I would the Why was... would the production crew, who's just been terrorized, then go and 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 make sure that they had mounted a GoPro on on the dashboard of the semi and make sure to get that cut while Braun is tipping it over? I was getting there. That was the best. The the. Him, the idea was great. I loved it. It was insane. It was crazy. It was perfect for his character. The execution was horrible because exactly what you mentioned, the 37 edits they had to make while he was tipping over the semi were a bit egregious, including the GoPro, which you made a comment about this a while ago about a, something else different, some other thing that happened um, but it was, it takes you out of it for the exact same reason, because it's like, okay, well, this was planned, obviously, but don't show. It was when, it was, it was not as bad, but it was almost as bad as when, I think it was AJ threw. Shane into the, Shane's into the window. Shane's through a win car window, and there just happened to be a camera inside the car that got the inside angle. Yeah, we, we talked about that before. We talked about that on one of our test episodes before we actually started airing these things. And, um, yeah, I, that you and I agreed then, and you and I agree now, at least on the tipping of the semi. Um, it doesn't make sense. It does take you directly out of it. Because I was really enjoying it, and then I was... I Because I, I made the comment right before he started tipping the semi that... I love that they didn't do a cut while he was in the production truck. Great. It made perfect sense, right? Except for, I did say he should attack the cameraman because there is a cameraman standing in there by himself that Braun Strowman is completely ignoring. 
But beyond that, it was I enjoyed it up to that moment. And then you liked the part where the they did the sixty-seven Star Trek shake the camera, everyone go whoa inside the production truck while he that's pulled where the they started to butter. lose me a little <laughs> bit. I thought he was driving the truck like with the trailer still attached. But as soon as I realized he unhooked it, then that's when they started to lose me. And now I will say there were some very funny, quotable, gifable parts. Like you're when... gonna get these hands, which is now a T-shirt on shop on WWEshop.com. Or I would I would prefer a T-shirt of Kurt Angle looking worried, going, "They're worth twelve million dollars." That I cracked up so hard; it was great. Like him, just like the realization as he goes, "Bronze headed for the production trucks." The pause, the thought, as he's considering what number to say, and then goes, my God, they're worth $12 million, and then we hustle out of the room. So, yes, I agree yeah. with you. I would, I would buy I that shirt. I like when Braun was throwing people around, and I like when he trashed Angle's office, and he got a, like, a bullseye. He threw a stool or a chair or something and hit that TV square in the center. Um, <laughs> it was, that was good. It was good. I, I liked, liked when he went to catering and put Hawkins through table and then spared the chocolate cake guy. Which was great. I The chocolate yeah. cake guy was fantastic. But I, then everything with the production truck, that just, that that took me out of it. And then, if if not for anything else, it was for the fact that he flips a semi, right? Right. And then struggles to pick up Michael Cole. <laughs> what does that tell you about Michael Cole? I don't know. And then the throw, like, look, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I want everyone to be safe. And if you're going to do a dive, you got to have guys to catch you. But when he throws Michael Cole off the stage, there's so many guys, there's so many extras there to catch him. He do, they don't move. It's like it's he's the, doing a stage dive. It was the cushiest landing I've ever seen. They catch him. A few seconds go by, and then they all fall down, and nobody buys it. This is nobody the part where it. you fall. And uh, you can even hear him going, we got you, we got you, we got Yeah, no sh-. There was 17 of you and one 180-pound Michael Cole coming at you slowly. So, yeah, that after that, it was not so great. But there were moments. It had its moments. I'll give it that. And, um, you know. Well, it, what it, it did. On over it, as, uh, you know, the, the, I guess they thought, hey, it got stone cold over when he drove the Zambini and all that. But all that was much more realistic. It was outlandish. But it was based Zambini? in, you know, earth physics. Well, but Braun Strowman's not of earth physics. Braun Strowman is the OP character in an MMO or the OP character that's just like... He is the OP character in Smash. That's what he is. And Yeah, but I don't want to see him... I don't want anyone to work his back and then him struggle to pick up, you know, Lesnar for a scoop slam, okay? Yes, If we he are... can flip a semi, all right? If he can flip an ambulance, he's, nothing, no double axe handle to the back is going to make him drop somebody. It's a good or, thing that, that Brock Lesnar is going to go to the rafters with Braun Strowman and suplex him from the top. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
He's going to suplex him so hard, he's going to have to throw him into the Eagles stadium across the now, parking lot. Now, how do lot. you... I mean, when I saw it, I my initial reaction was, I guess the storyline is Stephanie called and told Kurt to rehire him, put him back in the match, so he'll stop terrorizing Raw. But when you think about it, that doesn't really make sense. So, I mean, is this... Is this she wants Strowman there so Triple H can embarrass him? Because I, I'm I'm assuming that's where we're headed for Mania is Triple H versus Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be yeah. Triple H versus Angle, but uh, I think that's that's it's going to be one of the two. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not entirely sure. Um, Does Triple H eliminate Strowman from the Rumble, and that's you know how we set that up? Possible. Um, all right, let's move along because we uh, we have burned a lot of time. Um, okay, the only other interesting thing on Raw was the curb stomp is back. Hang on, you jumped the gun. I had a I note. You said move along. I did move along. You moved along right past my note. <laughs> you, okay, you literally jumped my note to the curb stomp is back, which was my next <laughs> note. <laughs> a night with Braun. I had a middle thing, and then the curb stomp. Um, I, I, I won't disagree with you that that is the only other interesting thing that happened, although I will tell you that I was surprised when Woken Matt Hardy was not on Raw, only to discover that he was just not on the Hulu version of Raw, which means that ain't good for uh, for the, the new version of the Matt Hardy character, that he was just cut out entirely from what is considered to be the important bits. Um, yeah, I mean, but he didn't... Yeah, you know. Yes, he wrestled I mean, he Heath Slater. I, I am aware. I, I did see the results. Uh, the he could have cut out pretty much everything he's done since his initial promo. But what and, about the 10-hour video? Well, I mean, what I'm saying is they haven't done anything important with him. I mean, he's, he, he's landed, and he's getting the reaction, but, you know, you, you got to... You gotta continue here. I mean, I guess the playing the chess with the goldfish or whatever that was good, but um, you gotta do something. You know that was you know if they go back and they watch him when he was an impact, surely they can see that I don't know maybe he had a, a championship or he was you know involved. In well, allegedly there is a a cor- there are ro- uh, rumors. I almost said murmurs. There are rumors that we are getting a new final deletion. Uh, esque video as Matt Hardy went on a bit of a tirade now that Matt Hardy completely owns the broken character again um, and they don't have to kind of sidestep and reference it anymore he is all the characters that were a part of that universe are now open and free to use such as his wife Rebby Sky or Rebby Hardy King Maxwell and of course the return of Senor Benjamin so he did What about Vanguard One and Vanguard Scarsgard? One, yes. No Scarsguard has been mentioned. Scarsguard might be dead. Um but Vanguard uh, One was also mentioned. So there is a strong possibility that we're going to get further into uh the broken woken universe. And um I'm sure a lot of wrestling fans are very happy to hear that. The one thing you can do with Matt Hardy too that that don't necessarily have to eat up all of Raw you can do these type of online videos and types of things, and that is a way that he will stay over. 
Now, not to not know. put him on Raw entirely, but you can diversify some of his some of that time, and I think it would work. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, everything will run its course if done poorly. So, you know, as long as it's done well and and given the appropriate amount of spotlight. Um, I mean, this was the thing that we talked about. I was worried when he came back because the, the woken or the broken character isn't a low-end or mid-card character. It's right. a main event character. Right. You know? It's like doing Million Dollar Man in the opening match. Doesn't, not really the same. Um, that makes you the ringmaster. Yeah. So are they going to give that to Matt? Do they have that faith in Matt? You know? I think he can do it. I think all the fans would love to see him do it. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really matter what the fans want. No, not not particularly. Um, so, uh, last thing on Raw, the curb stomp is back. Yes, but it's not called the curb stomp. What is it called? Because I missed what they called it. Oh, I missed what they called it, too. But um... Why wouldn't they call it the curb stomp? It's the same move. It's in the same company. He did the same thing. He nearly killed no, Finn Balor. Too violent of a name. They had some name for it. I, I, I'll remember. Or maybe not. We'll see. I guess we'll find out next week because I'm sure he's going to use it again. And then they stayed an awfully long and uncomfortable time on Finn Balor and uh, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. They, like, I assumed after two minutes that Gallows and Anderson were about to wreck Finn Balor, which would have made me very sad because I waited a very long time for them to get back together. Um, But then it went on another, like, two minutes and nothing happened and it faded to black. So I was just very confused. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what it was. Blackout, right? Maybe. The curb maybe, stomp? Maybe that's what it's called now. Which, that would be funny, because that's wink-wink to any ROH fans. Um, I can yeah. only assume. If it's Blackout, then that's something that he named. It's something with Black. I think it's Blackout. Well, actually, that's not a terrible name. Curb Stomp's better, but if that's what it's called, then I'm not mad, because that's, that's, cool, that's not a bad name. <laughs> yeah, not a bad name. That works. Um, to SmackDown Live, where we had all of four matches, and uh, <laughs> two of which were Ginger Mahal matches. Yes, um, and one of them was a six-woman tag. Not the same. You Ginger know, Mahal I'm, was not I'm, in that match. So I before I'm not a SmackDown Live writer. Okay, you're not. I, I'm not. No, but if I were, I might say, "Hey guys." Maybe don't put 40 minutes of Jinder Mahal wrestling on the show. Maybe not. <laughs> Although, to Xavier Woods' credit, he did the best he could. <laughs> that was a rough match. That yeah. was, it was about three minutes of match in an 18-minute time frame. Yeah, because yeah. they, uh, they had to do, the, the opening promo was great. Um, that was how I learned that they were going to not have the U.S. title final on the rumble which i was happy about and then they i realized that they were going to have it on the same night which then i was like what are we going to do because we don't have anything else that we have time for and they had their typical you know promo segments and and backstage stuff a little bit here and there but i don't remember anything that wasn't in the ring from that entire night 
And yeah, they didn't really, you know, they kind of just it, the focus was definitely on the U.S. Championship, and and even the biggest storylines like the Shane and Daniel Bryan storyline didn't really get oh, a yeah. whole lot of progression. AJ Styles called Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn Cammy. Um, yeah. that was not AJ Styles' best promo. He looked a little off. Um, but that's right. That happened. They also did the video package for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who were not on the show. Um, but it, this, this show was very much about the United States title. Um, so our first match was Woods and Mahal. Woods puts up, comes out and does a really good promo, um, as the New Day always does. Um, the, uh, Singh brothers try and get involved. They get run off by the rest of the New Day, but Mahal ends up winning anyways. Um, then that is followed up immediately by a very physical Mojo Rawley and Bobby Roode match, which that match was actually good. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, Mojo, the way he works is kind of kind of really entertaining because it's not so polished mm-hmm. and it feels more like a fight. Mm-hmm. And it feels more like he's really trying to beat the other guy up and win. And it's, is, it's not flashy. And, you know, it, it, it feels like, he, you know, a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, can't, you know, not 100% because there's, you know, it's wrestling and it's WWE. So there's a lot of, you know, flashiness there. But, right. um, you know, Mojo uh, Mojo impressed in this, I, I feel. Yeah, and, he, uh, he might have found a kind of good spot for himself going heel. And then he has a good match, which, you know, Bobby Roode's a really good wrestler, so, like, that's not super surprising that he Bobby Roode had a good match, but Mojo has not, has never looked super polished, but I think him not having to, like, play up some of the face aspects in a match, I think, is really working for him. Um, yeah. I'm curious and when he's not to see how this scripted, goes. And when he's not told to, to do the hype thing, he can be a decent promo. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a good intensity. Um, yeah. I tell you, though, if it wasn't for the Baron Corbin uh, little snippet that they put on there, I would have completely forgotten Baron Corbin existed. All I would yeah. not have been like, man, what happened to Baron Corbin? Um, Mojo Rawley might step in and take that if uh, Corbin's not careful. Because yeah, can, I mean, can those two odd, characters exist at the same push. time on the same show? Yeah, I think they can, but um, I mean, you just gotta be careful to keep them in different circles. But mm-hmm. you know, keep them away from each other. There's one thing that there's one thing that the writing creative staff for WWE is not is careful. Yeah. Um. So we have the first two U.S. title matches, uh, the two semifinals. And then, of course, after the Bobby Roode match, we have the announcement that they're going to have the finals as the main event. Um, and then we get uh, another Riot Squad six-woman tag match, this time with Becky Lynch, Naomi, and uh, Charlotte as your trio. Um, they clearly don't know what, what to do with the women. Oh, my gosh. Did you see, I don't know if you watched this on Hulu or not, but did you see those awful cell phone video promos? Yes, those were on Hulu. When they first started, the first one or two, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I like, I kind of like what they're doing. And then they did it for everyone. 
And then by the end, I'm like, this was an awful idea. Like they, it was, it was not only awful. It was like you made, you know, you made these beautiful women look ugly. Like, come on, like they're not. I mean, it's not hard to make them look good. I don't know what you had to do, but the lighting was bad and and whatnot. Yeah, you know? Car- Carmella was the first one, and she did look a little off. But it was like, okay, well, I, I see why Carbella might have done it this way. And then every one of them kept doing it. And it's like, ah, uh, this is this is not good. <laughs> this is very poor. The women did not bode well this past week. And I'm very, I'm not very happy about it. Because SmackDown Live, the, both of the divisions, both Raw and SmackDown have good, deep, divi- well, relatively deep divisions compared to what they had. But you've yeah. got some very good performers on both brands and you have some some performers that maybe need a little bit more polish but what in the world were they doing with them like talk about relegation like it's really it's just well we need to get the women on the show and it's how can we get all of them on the show do all of these awful cell phone recordings of every one of the women that we have on the roster and then beyond that get as many women as we can in a single match <laughs> without having Natalia out there because she's got to wrestle again or she's got to wrestle later in the night for the Mixed Match Challenge. It's just so bad. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really, I'm not super pleased about what they did. I'm very much hoping that we, we're, we're really getting back into the Divas Revolution type time of every woman means to be on every single sh- episode in like two or three segments and it's that's not how this works you know you you can't put every talent you have out there it's okay if a talent is not out every single week sometimes it works better if they're not you know have your champion out there have the riot squad out there you know do do something there but it's just a really poor they've really killed what was a really cool idea with the Riot Squad, because now it's like, all right, we see them constantly, and they're constantly in the same position. At least Absolution, before Paige got hurt, were kind of doing something a little different each week, where it was, you know, they come out, and they, they interrupt other people's matches and segments and stuff. Riot Squad just shows up, and it's Ruby Riot just walking out to the ring with Logan and Morgan behind her, and that's literally them. That's their whole gimmick. It's yeah, just, um, they're not, and they're not booked very dominant. No, so. they they're they're fifty fifty right now. So and yeah, I you wonder why they're not getting over. Can't imagine, which makes me really mad because those three are good, but Ro- Ruby Riot in particular is really talented. Yeah, but anyways, we get to the main event and we have a new United States Champion. That of course being the glorious Bobby Roode. Um. Jinder Mahal has yeah, fallen on hard times, but Bobby Roode finally gets himself a singles title, and uh, not a bad not a bad way to go um, to get the get the U.S. title. Hopefully, this is not where he peaks. No, I, ho- I hope not. Um, but I think it was definitely the right move yeah. of the two, because um, when you think about it, you know Bobby Roode hasn't really. I mean, he's had you know feud with Ziggler and all that, but. He hasn't really done much since he got up to the main roster. And, um, you know, 
I would say the I'd say the biggest thing he did was the Survivor Series match. Yep. So when, and when he got eliminated. Like he was that, one of the first people eliminated. Yeah. So when you look back, you're like, geez, he really needs something. So I think the U.S. title is good, and and you know maybe that'll get him a, a U.S. title defense on Mania or probably. Know, some, I have a f- something like that. I have a feeling Ziggler will be returning, and it will be Ziggler and Rude for the U.S. title at Mania. Um, yeah, probably. I, Ziggler will probably be a, um, if not a surprise entrant in the Rumble, he will show up by fast lane and put himself. Have in- you heard the uh, the simultaneous best and and worst idea for Ziggler's return? No, but is it just record the comedic retro- record scratch they can't get past? Well, yes, but but with uh, something else, I don't know. So basically, um, I know we're going to wait till next week to do the, all the Royal Rumble talk. But something that happened this this week in, in the last couple of days is that for some reason, Daniel Bryan has gone from a uh, hundred odds of winning the Royal Rumble yep. to four to one. Yes, he is and- third. He is the third best odds now. Yeah, he's the third favorite to win. And um, he's not cleared, you know, nothing's changed. Um, this is just, I don't know, some people got it in their head that this was this was going to happen. So the best and worst idea for Ziggler to return is the 30 spot in the Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan's music hits, crowd goes crazy. Yep. Record scratch, Ziggler walks out. Oh, that would be good. Oh, that would be good. Ah. Uh... I would be for that. I I would yeah. be really for that. <laughs> yeah, that's such I mean, a good way to get heat. heat. That would be <laughs> yeah. such a good way to get heat. Now I don't know if they'll do it. No, they won't because um, it's too good of an idea. <laughs> it's it's too good. It's it's too bad. It's too good. Uh, um, all right. So uh, the mixed match challenge also debuted. And, yeah, that's uh, a, you know that's a, potentially a huge story. Um, I think would they had like one hundred and forty thousand viewers live, and yeah. you know, quickly hit into the millions of views within yeah, so, twenty four hours. So the mix match challenge debuted. It came on right after SmackDown ended um, on Tuesday night. I didn't watch it live. I was not one of the I think one hundred and thirty two thousand that watched it live, but. I was one of the 1.4 million people who have viewed it since then, and that's just in 48, a uh, little under 48 hours. So that's really impressive. Um, it's we're, I'm curious to see how these do. Um, the yeah, match I don't itself know what the goal was. I don't know what Facebook wanted. The match itself wasn't specific. From, uh, you know, wasn't uh, the match itself wasn't anything super special. A um, couple of cool spots, but. I mean, it was a mixed tag team match. I mean, that's, you know, that's what they are. But um, we kind of felt like Natalia was going to be the one to take the pin, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Finn Balor and Sasha Banks will move on in this tournament. I did did like that even though it was a mixed tag, that there was some um, believable and sensible uh, intergender action um, agreed if like they you know there's a way you can really do it where it goes wrong and that's most ways to be honest <laughs> uh I'm, I'm talking about guy on girl 
violence, basically. In WWE, uh, yes, that would be very bad. Um, but I think that they, you know, whereas a traditional mixed tag match, it's the women, the women, the men, the men, and the same rules, but there was some pin breakups and some distractions and some knocks out of the ring where it was, you know, uh, opposite genders and it made sense and it wasn't overdone and it wasn't, uh, it fit, you know, it was believable and everything. So that was an interesting thing. And if that's an element that's going to kind of make this mixed match challenge stand out, well, that's good. One of the things I liked about this is um, Corey Graves. Somebody made a one of the somebody. Uh, it was Michael Cole on commentary made a made a remark about how um, Natalia didn't save Shinsuke Nakamura um, because she would have been disqualified for hitting the other gender and immediately after he says it Sasha Banks breaks up a pin attempt uh on that was yeah. happening on Finn Balor and his immediate remark was disqualify them now and he was really mad about it and it was just it was good commentary because i i honestly can imagine that nobody told them that that was allowed um yeah and he was doing you know going by the rules the WWE has set in the past but then immediately has it go wrong and he then fights for his point. So, you know, it it he did a very he did a nice job. But Graves is also, I think, easily the most talented um color analyst that WWE has. Uh well, it's not like there's a lot of competition. No. <laughs> but he's he's the best at it, clearly. Um, and he he is one of the reasons that it's enjoyable to watch most uh, yeah. most WWE and television they, at this you know, point. And they had Beth Phoenix doing commentary. So I that enjoyed was a, Beth that Phoenix. Was I she was quiet because they didn't have her turned up loud enough. But yeah, um, she doesn't. Beth Phoenix, I don't think projects quite the way Byron Saxton does. And I don't think they checked her levels beforehand, so she just sounded quiet. Um, but she did okay. I mean, she's clearly not done this a lot, but. She did all right, and Corey Graves, again, did a nice job of kind of setting her up with some easy things for her to say, and she, she did a decent job. I wasn't, uh, I think I think it worked out, it worked out all right. So next week's matchup is going to be Carmella and Big E taking on Asuka and The Miz. We assume Asuka and The Miz are winning, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. There was some weird comment, I think, I think it was a Booker T comment where he said, you know, Oscar's undefeated streak may be on the line. What, what do you, what is that? Yeah, of course it's on the line. Every match it's on the line. Yes. If she's undefeated in matches, <laughs> she has not lost. If she loses this match, she loses and is no longer undefeated. That is why Oscar and Miz are my picks to win this whole thing. Because I mean, unless you, Miz takes the pin and they say that they change it to she's never been pinned. Nope, that's that's not but, acceptable. Yeah, I mean, it's and a they very know weak, better. The only thing it's a weak platform to do it on. And I think I honestly I think your final um, is probably gonna be Strowman and Bliss versus Oscar and Miz, and Oscar uh, beats Bliss to win the whole thing. That that's yeah. I think the way that makes the most sense because I think Strowman. I mean, thing, when does this thing end? Sixteen weeks, right? 
Um, I don't think it's that long because there are 16 teams, but I think they're going to have, um, uh, you know what? I'm not sure to be totally honest. They had said it. If there's 16 teams in one match a week, I mean, if it's a single elimination tournament, you know, do the math. I think that's 16 weeks. It's, it's, it's going to go on for a while. It's going to go on past. I, what I'm saying is through this, there's going to be different women's champions. That's and true. so at the end of this, Asuka could be the women's champion, um, whereas she's not now. Um, if this goes yeah, through to Mania, which it would based on your math, um, yeah. man, would they run this through Mania? I, I, I never thought about the schedule before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes through a lot of stuff. It's not just a couple of weeks, you know. It's it goes. I think it goes through Mania. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it'll be interesting, but I think this is definitely not the show to break Oscar's streak on. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Sorry, I'm doing some was, math. Um, that's okay. So, um, it's 15 or 16 weeks. If it's 15 weeks, um, then it would end on Tuesday, April 24th, uh, which obviously is post-WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. If it's 16 weeks, it's Monday, May 1st. So, it will end after WrestleMania, and I believe before whatever the first pay-per-view is after that, which I well, think then, you know, is payback. Potentially, potentially at WrestleMania, Asuka's streak could be ended. So then that could change you know, the Mixed Match Challenge. They won't need to keep it up anymore. That is uh, correct. Yes, so this would, only, uh, at this point, that would end right before Backlash, which is May 6th, which is a Raw pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that happened... Which, uh, you know, 205 Live is going on a live tour, I think, this weekend. And That's an interesting choice. You have, this is like, you know, like an experiment. Like, will 205 Live draw? And I guess the ticket sales weren't enough, so they put Wyatt and uh, Hardy on there, right? Uh-huh. And so, but the week before, I mean, you're trying to sell these tickets, obviously. And the week before, you have Gold Dust by himself take on three cruiserweights in a handicap match and beat them. Now, I'm not anti Gold Dust. I'm just saying, are you? I mean, are you trying to kill the brand? Are you trying to bury the brand? Or are you trying to go sell tickets this weekend? Because really, I don't know at this point. Well, you've buried Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, and Arya Davari, who were three of the people you were trying to really get over. Um, especially Gulak. Um, yeah. Who completely changed his character and went to something I actually saw cosplayed a couple of weeks ago, um, which blows my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah. who knows? I guess we're going to find out when... Uh, when uh, Ricochet is on 205 Live in three months. Oh, God. Oh, that no. is my, by the way, that's my basement for Ricochet. <laughs> if he can avoid 205 was... Live, better than anything else that they could do to him, possibly. That was the whole thing. I, you know, he had his uh, last indie match this past weekend at PWG Mystery Vortex, dropped the title to Chuck Taylor in the main event, 
Um, of course, Mystery Vortex is the one night a year where Pro Wrestling Gorilla puts on a show where nothing's announced. Um, so I was surprised who he was going to wrestle. And it actually didn't go over that well with the live crowd because uh, first off, he's, he went heel last show, Ricochet. So he's a heel. Um, people don't really want to boo him. He's going away to WWE, so people really don't want to boo him. And him and Chuck Taylor already have wrestled, and, and Chuck Taylor got his run with the Pro Wrestling Gorilla title last year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people in the crowd thought that maybe a new face should, you know, maybe Marty Scroll or somebody like that should uh, have that opportunity. Um, yeah. So Chuck Taylor comes out, doesn't really go over that well, but the whole thing, basically what ties it in is, the whole thing was Chuck Taylor's like, you know, have fun in uh, 205 Live and, you know, I'll, I'll be on top of the indies while you're jobbing out to people on 205 Live and, and, and all that. So um, that was the storyline there, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know. That That is a little weird. Um, we have gone way over time. I have one last piece of news. Um, okay. That is, we have had another talent announcement for the all-in show. Uh, of course, the all-in show that, um, I guess the best we can say is the Bullet Club is putting together. Um, and that show will feature Tessa Blanchard. Um, mm. She is the most recent talent that's been announced. Of course, we knew the original talent, uh, Kenny Omega, Stephen Amell, uh, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, the Young Bucks, and Cody Rhodes. But... Tessa Blanchard is the next uh, to be announced. And um, the Young Bucks also, when Candice LeRae was si- was officially announced as having signed with WWE, uh, they had mentioned that they were planning on having Candice LeRae on that all-in show, but that obviously since she signed, that won't happen now. Um, but they were really excited to possibly have her. And I know they're knowing them, and uh, Tessa Blanchard's, pretty talented she actually had one of the matches from the may young classic her match with Kyrie sane in the first round i believe it was was fantastic and maybe the best match in that whole tournament um but she is on this card now and she is not only on this card but she is the first woman to be announced for this card as well so uh very yeah, big so very gotta, big for there's her there's gotta be one more well, you only booked one. You need more than one. Um, you need two. Well, to be honest, I think the match they were going to have initially, if I remember what the Young Bucks had said, was they were going to have Joey Ryan versus Candice LeRae. So yeah. with them, you don't necessarily need a second woman, but I'm sure they will. Knowing the yeah. Bucks, I can only imagine... That they will, um, they will get an opportunity. They will definitely find some more talent. There's plenty of great talent that's out there um, that they will have an opportunity to bring in, and um, it's it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with this. I believe they're going to have talent announcements weekly for a while. Um, let's see here. Uh, maybe not weekly, but basically they said they've got a lot to, more to announce as they as they move forward. So we will see ultimately how this develops. But I think this will underlie, be the underlying big wrestling story of the year just because I think it's going to draw a lot of attention from the independent crowd 
And, um, you know, anything that the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club do right now is money. So, certainly a lot to look forward to as we move forward in 2018. Uh, Of course, something else to look forward to, our panel at KatsuCon 2018. That is one month from today. That will be February 18th is where we are currently scheduled. That is Sunday afternoon. Um... Definitely check us out. We are going to try and record that particular presentation, uh, that uh, panel, I should say, as an episode. So trying to do our first live show on top of doing a presentation, it is uh, way too much work to be in our aesthetic, but I am very excited. I know you are as well, um, but yep. definitely keep uh, keep posted with us. Hang on. And we will uh, keep getting you information on it as we uh, as we get closer. Once they announce everything officially, we'll have our time slot and everything in place. So, uh, but right now, Sunday at one o'clock is our tentative time. Uh, look forward to that. And um, of course, two days before that is the uh, ACW show Ellsworth's Homecoming. We have a busy weekend that that week. <laughs> oh yeah, you more than me, but. We have a busy weekend. Yeah. You're working. I'm just and getting to go and mark out. Two days after Valentine's Day, too. So it's a busy week. So much to do. So much to do. Spend Valentine's Day with my girlfriend and then go away for the weekend to go watch wrestling and talk about wrestling. <laughs> what a life. What a life. I can't say I'm in the business, though. I haven't made any money. We're just... I just enjoy it. Um... I guess technically that would mean I'm in the business. Um, yeah. You're revolving, <laughs> you're circling the drain of the business. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Okay. Um, that's it for us this week. Thank you for sticking it out with us. We know this was a long episode. There were a ton of things we had to get to. But uh, next week will be our Royal Rumble show. We will uh, go through the Royal Rumble participants, who's got the best chance of winning, run through some scenarios, maybe some surprise entrance will uh take a look at and then whoo it's gonna be a lot to talk about and a lot to do anything you want to leave the folks as we exit out well past our time um if you stayed this long you're a beautiful person thank you i agree uh put that man over that'll do it for us this week check us out next week stay tuned for the plugs we'll see you Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash barricadeshow. Follow us on Twitter at barricadeshow. You can listen to the show each and every week at soundcloud.com slash barricadeshow or search for Over the Barricade Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Follow Lee Brando on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at LeeBrando underscore and send him a friend request on Facebook. Just search for Lee Brando. And don't forget you can send us an email over the barricade podcast at gmail.com send in your suggestions we'll see you next week <laughs>